Well, welcome back, you tipsy theologians. You're looking wonderful today. You're looking nice. You smell nice, too. I don't know how I get that over the radio waves, but here we are. It smells good, so keep it up. <laughs> well, today I've got another special treat for you. I know, we're all about treats. We're all about being nice. I like to treat you guys well, so keep that up. <laughs> We've got a guest here today, Wayne McCarty, one of the hosts of Florida Men on Florida Man podcast. If you don't know about it, you should know about it. <laughs> well, thank you, dude. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, yeah, and you should know about it, especially if you're from Florida. That's it's, right? a, it's a crime not to. I think so. I feel like it's it's been it's been uh, written into law by the governor, and so <laughs> you're all going to prison. <laughs> you know that's how it feels. So I moved down to Florida uh, January of 21. Okay. And uh, my cousins are like, oh well, if you want to know about Lakeland. So Lakeland's sweet. Uh, like, here's the LAL today. Yeah. You got to read this. They're great, dude. So I read it religiously every morning. Yeah, they're great. And I think they did a shout out for you guys on one of the episodes, or okay. one, of their, one of their morning stuff. And I was oh, like, okay. oh, a local podcast. This yeah. is sweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then I started listening and I was like, this is great. No, thank you, man. Yeah. They're wonderful people. And um, uh, Riley is, um, yeah, she, she's doing amazing things out there. And honestly, I would say LAL rivals like any like larger municipality media company. Yeah. I mean, they're incredible at what they do. I agree. It made it like every time I read it, I was more excited to live in Lakeland. Yes. So it's yes. like you get to see everything that's going on. And then listening to your guys' podcast, I was oh, like, thanks, I man. feel like I'm becoming a Florida man. <laughs> Bro, it is it is part of the initiation process. So I think it's true. Yeah, once you once you migrate here. Um, they, they should usher you into a room and make you listen to 10 episodes of our show. <laughs> and then you will walk out doing yeah. the things that make you a Florida man or a woman. It's great. End I up on it. the news. We get more <laughs> material. It's just full cycle, man. Like it's, it's just how it works. You know, it's funny. I, I think about the real Florida men around here too. And I realize yeah. that it's like, it's a real thing. It's yeah. For a lot of folks, it's a meme, which is why we yeah. started the show. But I mean, um, yeah, you know, it's it's real. The culture is real, and, and 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 everything about Florida when you're here is so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing, and so it is fun sometimes just to kind of uh, poke fun at the darker side. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think of uh, one of my friends. There's a guy who runs around one of the lakes here. Okay. He runs around shirtless every day holding yeah. an American flag. Incredible. And you have to, man. It's like, this guy is what makes Florida great. I know. <laughs> it's that energy, bro. Yeah, Everybody's got to carry the cross in the own way. It's and and, and this, guy, this guy's carrying the flag, man. So good. I, I think I know who you're talking about. I've seen him around. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah, I know, I know yeah. his uh, daughter used to work with her. Very cool. Very cool. So it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like uh, for myself, sometimes it's fun. I feel like kind of a, an anomaly in some ways. Okay. Even though there's a lot of people from Ohio here. Yeah. Um, so there's a show in northern New York. It's called, it's a, one of the segments they do is called OTF. Okay. And so they read off a headline and the people have to call in and they have to guess whether whatever the headline was, whatever the story was, if it happened in Ohio, Texas, or Florida. <laughs> so good. And I was like, I went from Ohio to Florida. This is amazing. Well, two out of three, man. So I know. I, there's one left. You're going to have to summer in Texas and then, <laughs> and then you're going to be the full trifecta. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, you got it, man. Well, as you guys are wondering, um, you're pretty well acquainted with media and entertainment. You've been doing it for a little while. A long time, yeah. 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 Um, it, we started in, in the music industry and and um, as teenagers and, and spent a good chunk of our life there. And then in our late 20s, transitioned to just songwriting. Mm -hmm. uh, for other folks, um, so that we could be home with our kids and, and our spouses. And, and then we, you know, we started the podcast five years ago because we were like, Hey, we want to see each other more frequently. Mm. And so we called, you know, all of our old label mates and, and friends and just said, Hey, would you support this? Like, would you get behind this? And that's amazing. Yeah, man. And then, and then, you know, Florida kind of did its thing and, and, uh, <laughs> then this November is, will be five years. So that's so cool. Yeah, it's been a, it's been, it's been a ride. Thank you, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. I feel like that's the ultimate like boys night. Oh, it's it like is. the fellows are just looking for a way to hang out. Well, and it's funny you say that because, uh, <laughs> that's how it started. And then now our team, you know, continues to grow. I think there's, uh, 12 or, uh, 12 to 15 people now who um, make Florida men on Florida men exist. Mm. And the vast majority of them are female. 
And, That's amazing. Yeah and, yeah, and and it's just because they're better at everything. And so, like, we surrounded ourselves with folks who were just geniuses, and and we just show up and say silly stuff on the microphone, and and <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, we'll work with that. You won't make it work." So, yeah. uh, but it's but it's been a lot of fun. That's. I used to have my uh, sister in law used to edit the podcast. Oh, cool! When I first started doing it. And best editor I've had so far, because now it's just me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Things that I keep in, she'd be like, you should cut that. <laughs> oh, yeah. At least she has you have her to kind of give you the notes, you know? It's true, yeah. which is nice. <laughs> no, it's awesome. Yeah, our our, our PR um, and our editor, um, uh, they they really keep us in line. And that's my favorite part is uh, hmm. looking across the room at our PR. Her, her name is Kelsey, and she's incredible. And, but looking across the room at her and her shaking her head and going, you can't say that. You can't say that, um, and so she keeps us out of out of uh, and yeah, and it's never anything crazy, right? Um, but our show is family friendly, and so we walk a line of, you know, the the scale we use is um, could this get away on Shrek? Like, is it mm. Shrek humor where it's like the adults get it but the kids don't get it? Yeah, um, and so we have to walk a fine line, but we're getting better at it. That's cool, step yeah. by step. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, since uh, you know that's where that's where your history's at too. I yeah. thought it'd be cool for us to talk about kind of music and entertainment and how it relates to faith and Christianity and life. And I love that, dude. That's, that's what we're all so doing. good. That's my sweet spot. I love that. That's cool. great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, before we do that, shall we, shall we imbibe? Please, man. There's a, a massive, uh, you know, this is an audio podcast. So just so you know, there's a massive <laughs> barrel of Telemore Dew here the on the desk. The bottle I can find. <laughs> he had to uh, have help putting it up on the table. Like it's massive. But we struggle. There's a little bit of water in there. That's perfect, man. This ice just melts too quick. I'm not a Puritan. I, um, <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. We, you know, we're talking about uh, before the uh, episode started, um, like Irish heritage, and and um, you have it in your blood as well. So congratulations. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Thank you. I um, say just enough to be offensive. Yes, but the Telemore do, man. It keeps us going. It's like good. the. You want some more? Yeah, that's perfect, man. We'll that's fill perfect. you up too. Don't worry. Yeah, no, we're, we're we're filming this at one thirty in the afternoon, so this this <laughs> this should this should do me okay. Um, you can have a refill though. We're you know we. I appreciate. I support it. it. <laughs> but no, man, Telemore do keeps us going. This is, um, in fact, I need to reach out to them and see if they'll sponsor our show and fix Hook our me up. fix our grocery budget. Man. <laughs> That's the one thing I would love if I have an alcohol sponsor. Yeah, just to support my own habits. This would be great. <laughs> Contractually, we we have one that we're exclusive to right now. Um, but it won't start till next week, so I can say all I want about Telemore Do. That's right. <laughs> Until next Wednesday, and then I, I can't talk about then it anymore. Then we got to strike it from <laughs> the record. <laughs> but cheers, though, man. Thanks yeah, for having me, bro. You. All right. We'll see how this guy tastes. I haven't I haven't had Telemore Do in a long time. It's delicious, bro. So it was, I've heard it's definitely a step above Jameson. You're gonna oh yeah, you're gonna be happy with how you feel. I'm not like pro arresting people all the time, nice. but if someone said Jameson was better than Telemore, I'd have him arrested. I agree with that. On trial, um, but without a jury of their peers. <laughs> Just me. Just saying, more people that like Telemore do. Just me saying, <laughs> get him out of here. You're wrong. and uh, <laughs> I don't want to see him anymore. <laughs> no, that's quite nice. It's very good. It's very smooth. It's very like toasted flavor, mm-hmm. which I really like. I like mm-hmm. to pretend I know... I have a palate. I like to pretend that. I, I think you do, man. I, I, I don't know. I, I know what I like, which is a very selfish yeah. way of looking at things. Um, but that applies to food. It applies to music. Like, I know what's good for me. Right. Um, and so any t- I can only testify as to what I've experienced myself. So when folks ask my opinion, I'm like, hey, this is what I enjoy. Right. I don't yeah. know what goes on in your mouth or head. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, um, you know, whatever's good for you, man. And, and I love it's sharing true. other folks' favorite things. That's awesome. And so Telemore is one of my favorites. I'm glad we're doing it together. Yeah. And I appreciate you recommending it. Of course, yeah. Because it just gives me more reason to buy more alcohol. Yes. And I'm okay with that. Dude, you got to get a sponsor. I... <laughs> we got to get that lined up. <laughs> you got to get that going. <laughs> yeah, for sure. If you sure. know anyone, let me know. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> TipsyTheologyPodcast at gmail.com. Yes, Let's please. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we first started the podcast, um, we would do four drinks so we do three shots to start the episode. Wow. And then either beer or cocktail. Okay. And I was like, that's a lot. <laughs> Had yeah. to scale it back. Yeah, but yeah, But we yeah. wanted to try to do something new every time. Right. And so I had my cupboard. I think I had hundreds of bottles at one point in my yeah. cupboard. Oh, wow. 
And I was like, you know, this is, I got to scale this back. You are Irish, man. Yeah, right. Some friends of ours um, run a show called Drep and Stone, and mm. um, they're a really successful podcast that just covers um, like whiskey and bourbon and that kind of stuff. They've, they've, they've delved into beer, and they're actually out, I believe, in Denver right now, this mm. big festival, and um, uh, filming it. But they, uh, they get the rarest of the rare on their show that's cool and so uh they're good friends to have because um they, they, they know what it is but they they covered something called jepson malort um hmm. and it's never from, heard of it's from chicago okay and it's pretty unique to um the chicago area but they um they filter it uh with wormwood oh uh, which to tie it into our theology podcast here you know anything mentioned in the book of revelation uh <laughs> You know, there's some wormwood going. Yeah, I'm like, bro, I don't want to drink that. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, what is happening? That's why I feel conflicted with absinthe sometimes. Right. And any faithful listener knows that every time I have absinthe on the episode, I'm gonna cry. Yeah. Because it just it makes me emotional. Of course, <laughs> I'm that way with wine, man. It it, mm. it um it goes straight to um straight to uh, parts of me that that aren't healthy, and so I. I don't. I don't do wine. I know. That's I know fair. how whiskey works with me. Um, yeah, but dude, to each their own, man. I mean, it's good. Wine just makes me loud. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't realize that I'm like three times louder than I normally am yeah. when I have wine. I get pretty emo, <laughs> man. I I get. That's awesome. I, I get when I have a, a glass and a half of wine. I turn into like Chris Caraba and I start singing Dashboard Confessional and like. <laughs> And you know my wife's my wife's like, hey, like we're good. I'm like, are we good? It's nine in the afternoon. <laughs> I just love you so much. God's been so good to our family. Uh, very You've been dipping in the wine again. I yeah, see. <laughs> exactly. Very King David ripping ripping my clothes in the street. But um, but yeah, man, that's incredible. Well, you know, as I like to do, I like to talk a little bit about the whiskeys we have here. So some of this you may know, just being uh, with your Irish history. Sure. So Tillamore Dew, I actually didn't know it was it, Dew was an abbreviation. I didn't notice the periods until the, recently. No, you're t- you're teaching me everything. I just drink it. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Yeah, yeah. I like to know because I that way I can continue to front like I sure. do it just for the art. Sure. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, so it's a brand of Irish whiskey. Okay. Um, with a rich history dating back to 1829, it was originally distilled in the town of Tullamore. There you go. Cool, County Offaly. Ireland by Daniel E. Williams, whose initials D E W are part of the brand's name. That's incredible, man. So like that's a cool little idea. It's a great name. It's a baller move too. <laughs> yeah. Just kind Put of my s- name on stamp that. your name on it and, yeah. and, and move on. You know, this is mine. I did this. You see that? That's me. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's great. And uh, actually kind of fun. I didn't know this. So it has a quirky tradition related to it on leap years. Okay. Um, so an Irish tradition. Um, it is said that women can propose marriage to men on February 29th That's during right. leap years. That's right. So Tullamore Dew has embraced this tradition as any true capitalist would. Yeah. And they've said uh, their marketing campaign um, encouraging women to propose to their partners with a bottle of Tullamore Dew. So cool. I was like, that's a great. It would work on me. Uh, right? That is a real thing um, for the ladies to propose on, on leap year. And so... Um, that there's a history of that in our family as well. It's it's very brief, but but yeah, that's real. Mm. So the tell them we're due. I I didn't know that they would propose with that, but um, what a great marketing campaign! I'm like, this is a keeper. Good on them. Yeah, right. That's huge, bro. You know, if uh, if a woman wants to propose to me, it yeah. doesn't matter what day of the year it's on. If yeah. they propose with a bottle. Yeah, we're a bit progressive here in the States. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? If it's a nice bottle of whiskey, you're a keeper. Any bottle, any day. <laughs> yeah. You just let you just you just let my boy know. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, I'm he's in. in. He's ready. <laughs> I'm ready to go. So I thought it would be kind of fun before we really dive into the topic. Sure. You know, um, for your show, I wanted to steal an element of it because you guys read headlines. We do, yeah. And yeah. so I wanted to read some some Florida Man headlines Please, for yeah. you. Please, If you don't mind me stealing this, this portion. Not at all. Not it's a little all. tasty treat for those that haven't listened to you yet. Yeah, please. They know what to look forward please. to. Please. So I hope you haven't heard these ones before. We'll see, man. It's, when you start doing it for a living, it's you know you get a bit. Uh, it's five years of episodes. That's a lot of headlines. It's a lot of headlines, but it, but I'll pretend like I haven't heard it. Okay, just for my sake, I will lie to me. Yeah. <laughs> so the first one: um, Florida man tries to kill his brother after trading his entire inheritance for some baked beans. Okay, so I haven't heard that. That's a new one for That's you. That's a new one. That's good. I appreciate this, actually. I feel like this is a Florida thing, This is you know? really good. <laughs> so in it, it says, initially, the brother claimed that he was dying of hunger. Okay. 
Was he four years old? And yeah. <laughs> he didn't get a snack. Yeah, he's like <laughs> a little hungry. I'm dying. He's I like, hung- I'm not using my inheritance at the time. <laughs> yeah, so I'm hungry. <laughs> Getting some goldfish crackers. Yeah, in what in the world? <laughs> um, so then later, he had a little change of heart yeah. when it was inheritance time, and so he decided he's going to try to kill his brother. Okay. Well, I mean, that's biblical, actually. Yeah, it's to each his own, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, take the inheritance. Um, uh, what was the verdict here, though? I mean, did he actually uh, commit the murder or no? He actually didn't. So his brother okay. actually um, fled. Good. And, uh, As he should. Able to get away. Yeah. So, <laughs> I just wanted to know if he survived before I started making jokes about it. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to make Everyone sure. Everyone was safe in this little okay, thing. Okay, good. But... Yeah, so the, the baked beans, though, what was the relevance there? He, he was a big bean lover? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they didn't say that. I think his he was just really hungry, and his brother liked to make beans. Bro, it's funny you say that, and I don't know how much um, you uh, reached out to my co-host about this, but he he makes fun of me all the time. I love beans. Really? Uh, I'm serious, and like a cowboy, like I'll That's eat them out of, eat them out of a can. I really enjoy beans <laughs> a lot. And then like the other day, I, I was eating broccoli and hummus, and he goes, "Dude, that's like, good stuff." He's yeah. like, "How many forms of beans?" Like. <laughs> Can you figure out how to eat? And I'm like, man, I just love it, bro. They're good for me, you know? That's how I feel about the potato. It's like, I come on. It's every form food. I can get it into me, yes. that's, that's yes. good. It's famine food, man. Like, yeah. like, it's in our blood. Like, I just, I crave it, but I don't have it. Same with uh, cabbage. That's like my yep. Slovenian side. Oh, wow. Where they're just like, let's throw some cabbage in there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It's great. Dude, that, and that's very Irish of you as well. I mean, yeah. True. You know, yeah. that, that you get it from both sides probably, but. Uh, cabbage and beans <laughs> didn't stand a chance. And potatoes, man. That's just, again. That's it, soul food, it's right? Just poverty food is all it <laughs> is, dude. It's, just, it's true. It's all it is, bro. We're just trying to survive. That's why we look to like France for you know cuisine. Yeah, like, like so all we got is potatoes. They're so. like, have you guys ever heard of salt? Like, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> you, check this out. Try that. <laughs> That's what I do laugh about uh, England in particular. Sure. Where they're like, let's. Let's just take over all these different countries with yeah. all these different spices. Yep. And then not use it. And not use any of them. <laughs> I laugh at England for a lot of things. Don't get high in your own supply. No, right, what... <laughs> yeah. But that, that's one of them, man. It's like, bro, just throw some salt on it. Yeah, right. Like, you don't have to use river water anymore. Like, <laughs> We've progressed. The Germans, the, you won. <laughs> the Germans are gone, bro. Like, <laughs> I think you have the power to yeah, do use it. use some salt, man. You know, I didn't know this, but apparently... Their national dish is chicken tiki masala. What? <laughs> well, I mean, okay, that makes sense. They're branching I, I, out, you know. Well, I think it makes sense considering um, that England is much more of a melting pot than it used to be. That um, is true, you know. And yeah. So that's that, that is good for them culturally. I don't know. I would love to know how long that's been the the national dish, but uh, it does make sense actually. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's good that you know that. I read that. I was like, "That's hilarious." Yeah, most of, <laughs> m- most of my friends who are um, from England, um, their family, you know, is from India or, or somewhere mm. in, in Asia, and so um, yeah, that is, it is. It does make sense, but I, it's a bit too spicy for me. <laughs> too it's, spicy. It's it's a bit too uh, spicy for me. But but I people who love it love it, man. That's fun. Yeah, that's great. It's yeah. good, it's a good time. Yeah. So I have I have one more for you. So, Florida couple. Okay. It's not just one person, though. There's two people involved okay. in this. Uh, they stole some fruit from a local orchard n- okay. naked. Okay. Well, <laughs> listen, man. When date night happens, <laughs> yeah. you don't know which way it's going to go. Date night's Trying an to important... spice up your relationship? It's an important part of every relationship. Um, you need 90 intentional minutes a week to, to really make your relationship thrive. And if that ends up at a fruit stand naked, I mean, uh, you know. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do, man. But here's the thing. We just we actually asked our lawyer, Nathan, mm. and this is true. Um, we asked him a couple of weeks ago, um, is being naked a crime if you're, if you're hot? Because if, mm. it feels like a lot of the articles that we get sent – the folks who are like naked and streaking, they're not models, right? Right. But it's like, <laughs> but like, because but I'm just saying, like, it feels a bit like if a hot person did it, it probably wouldn't make the news. It would just be, oh my god, like, there's Johnny, right. there's Johnny again. Like, people wouldn't have time to report it. So they're just like, let me just not look away. This guy's, yeah, you got, you got Patrick Swayze, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, rest in peace. But I'm saying, like, if he's running down the road naked, I'm not calling the cops. No, you know. But then again, if Jack Black's running down the road naked, I'm probably calling the cops. No offense to him. He's a funny guy, but he's not, you know, he's not going to end up on my calendar. What if someone that famous, you're like, let me talk to him first, get an autograph? Oh, I would 100% invite him on the show. 
That's awesome. <laughs> I am that guy. You fit in here. Yeah. I'm like, please, bro. <laughs> please, we need you. Please do this. Yes. So yeah, those are the ones. I'm glad you haven't heard those before. Mm, no, both are new to me. That's great. And I will, I'll be honest. It's funny you said it was biblical because I, I bamboozled you a little bit. Oh no. Did I, were, were these, those, are, these are Bible stories that I just... They're Bible stories. Come <laughs> on, man. I, there you go. That makes a lot of sense now. Okay, I was like, so. I got to throw a twist in here. So. Uh, I, I, I get it. The Esau was very... It, yeah. It, 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 it was there on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> you were so close. So close. Like, and I then, think I'm about to be had. And then I get the origin story here. No, okay, wow. It, there you go, man. If my senior pastor's listening, it's just in my blood. You see what, you see what happened there? See, he just, couldn't get away from it. Could, I can't get away from Your it. Your gut said, this is the Bible. There's something here. There's makes something me, in makes here. Makes me want to do devotions. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I got to pray right now. <laughs> yeah. That's me most of the day, bro. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so I guess jumping in this a little bit, um, what like, what would you say your history with music? Mm. Like, what what is what does that look like for you growing up? Like, I know for me, so I started, my, you know, my, my dad was in a band for the longest time growing up. Cool. And uh, music was just kind of part of our life. So for me, it was very, just kind of made sense. There was no yeah. thought. Was that similar for you? Or did you have a... It wasn't. Um, my mom sang in church, and that was about as close as we got. Mm. Um, but she was a teenager when I was born. So, um, you know, there wasn't like a lot of necessarily like tutelage. It was just her singing in church. It was a very small Southern Baptist church. Um, and uh, so that was my experience. And then my dad... Um, He's he's just an incredible human being, and mm. but he was the first McCarty to like not be a farmer essentially. Oh wow! Um, and he worked at a factory from the time he was seventeen until he retired a few years ago. And and uh, so when I was eleven, I asked for a guitar, and he was like, "That's you're gonna, cool. You're going to starve to death." And, <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Probably." Um, and but but you know, I think back on that, and now that I'm a father, and um, you know, I hope I'm as as brave as my dad was, like mm. buying me that guitar because, you know, it goes against everything he knew to be provisional for his family. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so he took a risk on me, and and um and it, it paid out, man. I was very grateful for that because I've I've never really known life without music being a part of it. Mm. When I was 13, started my first band, and wanted to you know go gig out and play shows. My dad would drive the van, you know. That's like, amazing. And we're playing these bars where it's like everybody's smoking and these children <laughs> walk in and they're just like, what are you doing? And, and we're just like, oh, we're the opening band, you know. And and so, but that was, that was. Don't you have like social studies homework to do? Or? Yeah, no, I'm failing every class. I'm just, I'm just here to make rock and roll, you know. So, That's amazing. But yeah, so my history with music um, and faith kind of go hand in hand and, and, and we experienced a lot of that. Um and, and maybe we'll get there. I'm not sure what's on your show notes, but one thing that we uh, dealt with a lot was the whole, like, well, are you guys a Christian band or are you Christians in a band? Mm, yeah. That was a huge discussion point uh, for the bulk of our career because... Were you guys playing Christian music? We weren't. Okay. We weren't. And so, but we were all, you know, I, I, I would say ministry-minded guys. I mean, mm. um, half of our team... We're also on staff at a church somewhere while we were touring at some point in hmm. time, and so we would get that question a lot. And so for me, art and music and 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 that kind of uh, tethered line to faith um, has always been a part of it. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, and I think it just makes sense. You know, when you look at art, it's like art often, especially I think a lot of good art comes from a place inside of you. Of course. And if faith is that intertwined, it's like it's going to show up whether you're singing the name Jesus or not. Mm -hmm. It's going to be there. A hundred percent. And all art is, uh, I believe, is an attempt for us to, because we're so small. Yeah. So we're just trying to leave a, a slightly larger thumbprint, hmm. you know, on our existence. And so, um, you know, historically the church were the you know leaders in, in most seasons when it came to yeah. art. Um, and, if, and somewhere along the way, I mean, yeah, we can look at it through the lens of history, but, you know, we, we lost sight of that. And so, mm. um, you know, but yeah, I, I think I think art, when we create things, I think that's when we are the most like God, you know, hmm. it's, uh, he, he made that's us. Cool. And, and so now we, we get to create as well, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it's a very unique, just like expression. Because mm -hmm. I don't know if, I, if I've said this to you, um, I've definitely talked about it. I know for me, there's a lot where... With music, cause I was always just kind of drawn to it when I started to learn it. It's yeah, like there's yeah. things that I don't know how to speak, mm -hmm. but I know how to 
how to play. Yep. No, yeah, and it'll give you a, a platform and an ability to say things that you don't have words for. Just yeah. Yeah, especially in songwriting, you know, uh, all of it is, I mean, all art in some way is storytelling. Mm-hmm. And so you, know, you look at people like Johnny Cash and, and folks who, yeah, you know, their songs are just very story driven. Yeah. Um, most of them aren't even voyeuristic or journalistic. They're just stories. Right. You know, they're <laughs> yeah, just stories. True. And so. He doesn't even bother singing half the time. No, no. <laughs> but the same goes for painting. The same goes for, mm. you know, it's, it's all just story. You know, everything, yeah. Everything, everything is um its own creation tale and so i think we get we lose that through the lens of modernity sometimes it's like we over complicate yeah. things it's like bro, we're just we're just you know a uh, bunch of clay try, <laughs> trying to make noise and tell stories <laughs> and be like the creator and to some extent you know yeah 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 we're like the little kids 100%. just looking at and being like i want to be like dad as we should be yeah you know and 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 yeah but yeah i agree man art is uh it's it's a beautiful thing. I think everybody's got it in them too. Mm. You know, I think it does get lost sometimes with society will will kind of subjugate artists, and yeah. you know, and kind of put them aside and go, oh, well, there's the artist. Like, oh, well, we're all we're all creating something. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, we're all capable of it. It might not be music itself, but right. there's art in something. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. What? Because I know you said you wanted a you wanted a guitar when you were younger. What brought you to guitar? It's funny. Um, it, I wish it, I wish it had a more meaningful um, background, <laughs> but I wanted to play drums, and my dad just said no. <laughs> he was like, "It's too loud." He's thinking about the noise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He said it's too loud, and he goes, "I'll buy a guitar," and I go, "Cool." That's um, sweet. <laughs> and that was, I, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a storied, um, <laughs> you know, uh, existence. It was just, you know, um, and truthfully, we couldn't afford drums. Mm. because we couldn't afford a guitar either mm. um my dad made a lot of sacrifices for that first guitar and that's cool and um you know but that that was that was the the story behind the music was my dad said no <laughs> no to one thing and yes to the other and so compromise i became a guitar player <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah yeah because i started out um on piano oh great that's um, awesome because my dad plays piano okay um and actually it was cool i got to take lessons from his teacher that's that so cool. Got to learn from. That's so up. cool. So it was, it was pretty cool to see that, and then uh, yeah, I realized that carrying a piano around was a lot of work. Unless you want to get into a guitar, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Which I actually owned one for a little while. No, they're so cool. Honestly, I it's love it. It's pretty sick. Yeah. I wish I still had it because yeah. now it's like this is the time. Like it's coming back. <laughs> this is not, there's not enough guitar players. I agree. I mean, I, like what, like Frank Yankovic. Oh, sorry, Al Yankovic. Al, uh, I, I, my thing, man, is is if I walked into a church service and they had a guitar player, <laughs> I mean, I don't care how theologically sound they are. I'm like, hey, man. <laughs> I'm coming for worship. Yeah, they've got a guitar <laughs> player, bro. What's that guy's name? I need to. <laughs> yeah, if there's a church listening that has one, hit us up, man, because we're happy at our home, but we'll come visit. <laughs> yeah, I'll check you out on the weekend. Yeah, weekends. 100%, <laughs> dude. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So... I guess you did say a little bit about it, but with music itself, like how, how have you noticed that impact your faith? Because I know you said for your life, it's just so intertwined now. It is, yeah. It's just like, I can't imagine it without it. Yeah. When it comes to my faith, man, like it's, it's typically my chosen vehicle for worship. Mm -hmm. I would say Um, music kind of gets me um, into a mindset where I can kind of sit and listen and, and, um, Cause I've got a pretty big head. I got a lot going on up there, mm. and so it helps me kind of just focus in and dial in where I need to be. And um, but when it comes to faith specifically, you know, being able to resource a local church with songwriting mm. has has been a major role in my adult life. Um, but then when it comes to just you know outside of 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 that world particular. Music changes my mood, man. Mm. So if I get yeah. up, I mean, there's a really good chance I'm, you know, there's a 50-50 chance I'm going to put on, you know, the 1975 or Sir Mix-A-Lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, my wife yeah. never knows what's going to come out of the bathroom, bro. Like, That's incredible. When I get up to get ready for work and, and she hears, you know, she might hear Bark Like You Want It. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah. She, or, or she's going to hear, like you know bethel worship like it really just depends on how i slept honestly dude. that's amazing and so but for me it's you know i i would say there isn't a longer than a three or four hour period of every day where i go without music 
Hmm. I have it on pretty frequently because it, yeah. it helps regulate everything about me. Yeah, that's like my my self medication. Yep. yep. Myself. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because I'll sometimes listen to music um, that because I want to change my mood. Like, of course. I don't feel good right now. I don't want. Of I want to feel better. Of yeah. course. Yeah. And isn't that magical, man? I mean, songs. Music has a weird way of transcending. Yeah time and space and emotions i mean like for example if you dream you have a million dollars and you wake up you have you don't have a million dollars but if you dream of a melody you can wake up and you can write that melody yeah and and that's crazy to me i mean you go down a rabbit hole with that and i think a lot of that just comes from the fact that everything is spiritual and Hmm. and uh you know and and regardless of anybody's faith background or or um or story like like there's a reason why we as humans are drawn to music. Mm, you know, yeah. there's something magical about it and it's something spiritual about it. And and that applies to all things. Like I'm again, I'm not a Puritan. Like I don't, you know, I think you should enjoy all music. Yeah. You know, and 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 whatever yeah, whatever makes your soul happy, man, that's for you. You know, that's that's for yeah, you to, to listen and indulge. So there's something in it that speaks to you in a way that other genres might not. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, dude, is like you know, we had an artist on our show um, called Van Plating, and mm. she's she's wonderful, man. And she she's a storyteller. She's a, a folk country artist, and um, you know, big in the Nashville scene. And and she just tells stories, mm. you know, and and like some of them are heartbreaking. Yeah, some of them are are are, are statistically dark stories. Mm. But if you are a person who has gone through something similar, and then you hear that, yeah, and you go like, yeah. man, like I'm not by myself. Yeah, this person's gone through huge. it as well. That's massive, bro. Yeah, it's massive, and so that, it's not that other art forms can't, um, you know, showcase that, but with music, it's a little easier too. Hmm. You know, and so yeah, that's um, it's very special, man. I, I I was able to catch that episode with Van Planning. That was, hmm. it was one of those two, like you said, it was it's very heavy in certain parts because mm-hmm. it's like yeah, she's sharing something that's really, it's a lot for intimate. a human being. It's intimate, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then being able to take that and listen to how she translated that in the music is like right. it's beautiful. And in some ways it's more palatable <laughs> sometimes. You have to release it. Yeah. And I think that is part of it. Like, you know, um, even podcasting. I mean, again, it's all storytelling. Right. Right. And so um I say this frequently to creatives. Um, like if you don't tell the story, your brain will do it for you. Mm. So if mm. you are a writer and you're not writing, your brain will do it for you, and then you're yeah. going to end up anxious, right? Because because you're meant to tell stories. Yeah. And so a lot of the times we find ourselves in seasons where we don't feel like creating art and we don't want to do it, and that statistically is probably the when you should do it the most. Hmm. And and That's I interesting. and I don't think it's an over spiritualized thing. I think it's just hey man, like like your body is trying to do it. Yeah. You should do it. Yeah. Let and your body do it. You have to release it, man. That's cool. You know, and so with Van Plating, she's got a gift there, man. She's a wonderful mm. writer. And and so, like you said, going back to what you said, though, you know, maybe there's some days where emotionally I can't put a Van Plating record on. Right. You Right? Yeah. Um, I got to put on something that's a little more sugar pop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then there are other days where I'm like, no, like I want to feel something. Yeah, absolutely. You know? and, and, and that's um, that's why it's for everyone. Yeah, Sufjan Stevens is a of course. favorite artist of mine, but he's, he's one. If I listen to him too much, I get sad. It'll alter it, man. <laughs> it's to the windows of paradise. <laughs> make me. It makes me cry every time. That Absolutely. song makes me cry every time. Yeah. And dude, I had such a special moment with my youngest daughter. Um, I introduced her to Dashboard Confessional. We were driving somewhere, and I put on Dashboard, and it wasn't even like a heavy song. It mm. was. I, I think it was like Hands Down, which is a pretty funny song. Yeah. Um, about making out. You know what I mean? Mm, like, yeah. It's kind of poppy. And I turn around, she was just bawling. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, respect, right? Yeah. Feels good, doesn't it? You know? <laughs> yeah. And so and my seven year old's like, turn it off. <laughs> what, what, what was it doing to me? <laughs> but I mean, that's, again, that's the power of it, bro. Like, yes. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's like witchcraft. You know, it's just it cool, man. Feels it's, like it. Yeah, it's true. It's, it, 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 it'll 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 put a spell on you, man. A lot of jazz yeah. musicians believe in that kind of stuff back in the day, man. There's because oh, it makes you react in a way that that on the surface there isn't an explanation for it. Right. You know. Yeah, I know. So for myself, I should probably go go to therapy for this. But <laughs> we should go to therapy for everything, man. That's, There's it, a lot. It's so yeah. good for everyone. <laughs> it's true. Um, 
I say it's true, but I've never been to a therapist. Mm. I probably should. Yeah, I'll hook you up. Um, thank you. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I need that. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big crier. Sure. Um, but when I, there are certain songs that hit me in a way that nothing else could. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil Keggy's one of those. Some okay. of his songs. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I'm not. Great guitarist. He's actually a nine finger. He's got nine fingers. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, just incredible guitarist. That's cool. Great, great music. Um, Christian guy, too. So okay. that's cool. That's awesome. But the one song in particular, Let Everything Else Go, I think it's called. Okay. Every time I listen to that one, I'm I like, get you. I hope no one's around because <laughs> I'm about to weep. Bro, because <laughs> it, it'll take you back. Smells very similar, right? Yeah. Like you'll smell yeah. something and all of a sudden your your mind is taken back to the time where you experienced that. Mm. Um, and I think I could be wrong on this, but I think smell is the strongest um, when it comes to triggers. Um, but I think music, man, it has a, the ability, you can go back to the first time you heard the song. Right. The person you were with, yeah. where you were at. And there are songs from my wife and I's wedding that, you know, still make me weep because it, mm. takes, it takes me back to that experience, the happiest day of my life. And, and then so cool. second happiest day of my life, uh, funny story, this is, and, and I'm going to age ourselves a little bit here, but, <laughs> but when my first daughter was born. The Lumineers were a big deal, you know, mm. like slap rock, you know, like uh, yeah, folk yeah. stomp. Um, and uh, we chose that as the record to put on in the delivery room for my daughter. That's amazing. And, and uh, bro, I mean, everybody was healthy, but the experience of childbirth is traumatizing mm. and it's stressful. And so yeah. my, my wife is screaming, my, my child's being born, and all I hear is, hey, how, in the background, you know, I'm like... <laughs> happy clapping and so now whenever i hear that record it stresses me out i'm like bro like i can't do it you know lumineers um <laughs> but but again it takes because it because it i don't think i know anyone who would put the lumineers and childbirth together bro it's unique but it but it yeah. but it will take you back man yeah or like or, or if you hear a song in a film mm. you know that's why a, a good a good post-production producer will that they know how to score a film, man, yeah. because it will tie yeah. you back to it the moment you hear it again. Um, that's so good. It's, it's so cool, man. Yeah, I mean that's the Indiana Jones theme. One hundred percent. You hear the first note, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I'm a, I'm I am a Hans Zimmer. Like, I mean, dude, like like Christopher Nolan oh, yeah. hires him for everything, right? And he has this ability to just like score films in a way that like it changes the movie. Like, you, like you remove him from the equation, it's not the same film. Yeah, I agree. And there's something to be said about that. Yeah, I mean, even the was it the Amazing Spider-Man two? Yes, known as like the worst Spider-Man. Yes, but the soundtrack, <laughs> so good, bro. So my <laughs> my one of my best friends uh, is a guy named Chase Wagner, and and um, he scores um, some projects, and mm. and um, he, he's a very gifted guy in general, but he's gifted at that. And That's I cool. think because you have to kind of watch the scene, and then you got to feel. Yeah, you got to feel like like, yeah. like where are we going here and. What's the story we're trying to tell, and, and how mm. can I complement that? That's cool. And and I think um, again, man, just circling back around, like it's music has the unique ability to do that. Yeah, and I think it's interesting how it's kind of it's just a constant thing, right? Where everyone is, especially people in tragedy, are creating music, mm-hmm. and we always latch onto it. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I think of during slavery. It's like there's so many beautiful songs that right. came out of that time. Right horrible time but right. beautiful music right i even think about um my mom would tell this story during the great depression mm-hmm. i think it was her uncle or one of her relatives sure um her i think it was her grandfather actually now that i say that yeah um played violin and so he would walk around and play fiddle he never lost never like never was really affected by it yeah because he's like even though no one's going to the grocery store no one's doing this and right. that everyone came to listen to him play yeah well and that that's a unique gifting man and and at the end of the day that's why it was such a universal form of entertainment because it's free right right like once you acquired the instrument and you just had it yeah and so it would carry you into battle it would carry you through uh famine you know carry you through loss and disease and Mm. um and touching back on some of the songs that were written you know uh you know these uh, when enslaved people were uh trying to escape and 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 they're just writing songs Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I think a lot of that comes back to this is all I know how mm. to do. There's a there's a great hymnal, uh, How Great Thou Art. Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot yeah. of those songs, man, are, are written through troubling times. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one I heard recently. Uh, oh, It Is Well. Uh, yeah. That song is essentially saying, like, hey, no matter what I'm going through, 
Like, I'm good. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to sing in times of sorrow. Absolutely. But that's when music is needed most, yeah? Right? No, I, I mean, agree. You can celebrate without it, but you can't mourn without it. I, 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 yeah. I, I, think, I think you have to have that to kind of uh, stay sane and help you get through those mm. uh, grieving periods. And so, but again, it, it equates to beautiful music. Yeah. Yeah. It helps us take, I think it helps us take something very abstract. Right. Kind of make it tangible a little bit. Yes. It's like, yes. I don't know what I'm feeling. Right. But this kind of helps me navigate that. Yeah. And you can almost gift it. Right. One, one of my favorite yeah. things to do with my closest confidants um, is to send them a song. Mm. Because my hope is, and, I, and this kind of goes without being said, but my hope is that they like it. Then it's, that's, we shared that together. Yeah. Same with the, you know, yeah. we, you can do it with a meal. Right. right. But it's, but it's a similar, like, you know, um, you know, uh, my wife and I have a, a very close friend um, called Nicole and, and um, she's a great songwriter and uh, she and I teach a songwriting class actually every, mm. every Wednesday. Um, oh, we, no way. We do this locally and. Um, I got to get into that. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to come out. But, but uh, she has a great habit of sending me a song and going, like, like I know how you're going to feel about this. Mm. Like as an artist, she gets mm. it, so I'll listen to it, and it's it's nine times out of ten, she's she's spot on. That's amazing. And so, I, but like I was saying, it's a gift, yeah. right? And so, like yeah. I think you can you can if folks are having a bad day or having a good day or having whatever, you, you know, you can curate a playlist, and that's free, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's, true. it's a cool thing. That is cool. I was just watching a YouTube video recently. I forget the the fancy term for it, uh-huh. but the meaning of it is basically being able to see faces and things. Oh wow! Yeah, seeing like familiarity and ab- abstract shapes. Is it a uh, synesthesia? No, it starts with a P. I okay. know that. Yeah, because the synesthesia is, is you see colors in songs. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that I thought was unique and cool uh, until my because <laughs> I have it. But then my therapist was like, you know, that's a disorder. <laughs> Dang it. I was like, why are you so discouraging? What am I paying you for? So far he's told you that you're of disorders and you're <laughs> yeah. autistic. Yeah, I mean, uh, but no, but it's, um, uh, I, I'm not familiar with this though. So you're, you're able to see faces guy. in music, you said, right? Like it's um, No, just like in things. In things. Okay, wow. So it's like you yeah. look at like a light sock and you're like, oh, that looks like someone with their mouth open or something oh, like that. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, that kind of thing. It's like you take Benadryl and see the hat man. <laughs> yeah, different different <laughs> i owe him money that's the one with the elephants yeah <laughs> i owe the hat man money so i can't take benadryl for a while i kind of just have to don't uh, want to summon him i gotta tough out my allergies <laughs> the other common one i've heard is uh melaton walmart melatonin goodness gracious apparently that one's like the most lucid dreams you could have i'm not adventurous man like when uh you so know i'm not gro- touching that growing yeah. up in the industry you know a lot of my homies um you know, would dabble and stuff, and mm. and um, and I just I'm too much of a of a scaredy cat, like yeah, and, so I, yeah. I, and I would always say like, bro, I don't even take melatonin. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like I don't take Nyquil. I I'm just terrified yeah. of my own dreams. So I'm I, scared enough of what it produces sober. Yes, so I can't well, imagine. I, <laughs> I've always deep down in Wayne, and this is. Uh, I think true to most folks, I'm just a scared eight year old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can't believe I have a driver's license. <laughs> Uh, I, I drove here by myself today, so it's it still terrifies me. Um, but um, but to to circle back around, man, to yeah. um, the relation of music and and how it makes you feel, I I do think it's it's so cool when someone hears a song, and sometimes you can hear a song and feel a certain way about it, and not share that, right? But if somebody else hears it in passing, it could be years down the road, and mm. they can go, oh, this makes me feel. X, X amount of way. Yeah. And it's and it's what you've always felt. You're yeah. like instantly bonded with that person. Yeah, absolutely. And you could pull out a bottle of wine or whatever and have a conversation for probably 45 minutes. Hmm. And and I and I just don't know outside of the arts what else is capable of doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a shared it, it, it's I mean obviously shared experiences and shared trauma, yes, but I'm saying like with art it's it's, it's it, it can be done so simply. It's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's cool. Even on the other side of it is like we want to be taken somewhere a lot of times. Oh, yeah. It's like it can take us places, but sometimes we can use it as a tool to bring us through that. Right. I know I just did a show recently and uh, I released an EP back in March. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And one of the songs on there, I chose not to play it for this show because I was like, I want to play a, a, a new one instead of that one. Sure. 
Um, but one of the guys afterwards who was there, he's like, I was kind of upset that you didn't play that song because I yeah. wanted to hear it. Right. And here's why I wanted to hear it. So cool. And it was like, because of the story that it told, he's like, I want to be brought through that story again. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, well, I guess I got to play it now. <laughs> well, and as an artist, man, that's, that's rewarding, right? Oh, absolutely. We, yeah. when, when we were on the road. The best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> no, it is, man. Yeah. I mean, when, when we were on the road, I, I, I had this kind of a um, BC AD moment mm. um, where I stopped telling people what songs meant mm. because um, I had this song that we wrote and and it was um, it, it was about it's a very trivial song about a girl that I dated mm. uh, not to no not to say it didn't mean anything but it didn't really mean anything <laughs> uh, it was just a song you know and yeah and um, and I would tell people that. From the stage, I would be oh, I dated mm. this girl one time, and, and the, only thing, the only good thing that came out of it was this song, uh, you know. And, and I was young; I was I was yeah. teen, I was a teenager. Um, but one night, it didn't um, affect me. I promise. Yeah, right. <laughs> I only wrote a song about it. Uh, but but uh, this girl came up to me afterwards, and um, and we hadn't played that song similar mm. similar to what you had said. And she goes, "Why don't you play the song?" And I said, oh. "I was like, we just, just didn't make the set list tonight." And she goes, "I just love that you guys had shared." Um, experience with like um, suicide and suicidal ideations, mm. and that wasn't what the song was about. Whoa! But and she but she she went on to say like that really helped me overcome that, and I no whatever. Way. And then I realized the danger of me being so flippant with hmm. what these songs meant, yeah. because their folks are going to hear music and have the unique opportunity for it to speak to them in a brand new, differently different That's way. That's cool. And so from yeah. that point forward, I stopped giving that kind of bio for a song from the stage. That's cool. Because I just wanted folks to hear it and go, they spoke this to me. And same with paintings, right? You mm. go down to the museum and see a painting. And yeah. We take our daughters down there all the time. We'll, we'll have them look at the painting. How does it make you feel? What do you think? Mm. And then read the plaque on the side. And now how do you feel about it? You know, because mm. that's that's what art is, right? And so yeah. with music, if I if I'm telling you exactly what I wrote it about, before you get a chance to hear it or, you know, it, it's going to, it, it can, I think, remove you from the experience. Yeah. Cause there's that discovery experience. Yes. Like you were you saying, discover yeah, it. you yeah. discover it and then you, and then you are grounded in that experience. You remember when yeah. you were, when you heard it and what it meant to you. So cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's funny with that, that like, how does it make you feel idea? Yeah. I used to always make fun of that with, especially with art. Sure. So it's like, oh, but you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 right. But the more I've spent time with it, it's just, I, I feel like I get it now more, yeah. but I couldn't explain it. Yeah. But there's something like about that. It's like that self discovery. Of course. And it's like, really shows you a lot. Yeah. So it's like, let's take the time and just stare at a painting. Like no additional distractions. Let's just let our brain do what it does. Right. And see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's funny, man, because like it's, I, I think the folks that I spend time with, and we're fortunate, man. We, 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 we meet a lot of people. and um, But the folks that I spend a little extra time with who are in tune to that kind of stuff mm. uh, in the arts and how it makes them feel and, 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 and the like, um, they tend to be just more emotionally healthy. Yeah. And I yeah. don't have data to back that up. I just have my personal experiences mm. of what I can testify. You know, every person I've ever met on the road or on traveling or, you know, through the, through the podcast and um, the folks who are in tune with, into art, they yeah. know what they like. Their emotional intelligence is always higher. That's cool. They're able That's to carry on a deeper conversation. Yeah. You know, they're able to, uh, you know, um, they're just nicer people most mm. of the time, you know, and it's, it's, it's fascinating how that works, but I yeah. think it's because art taps into a, a very, uh, part of our brain that overrides the primal. Like yeah. it, it overrides yeah. our desire to just eat raw meat and punch walls. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like like it, it overrides that and goes, no, it's okay to relax. Yeah. It's okay to breathe. It's okay to, to cry. Hmm. Um, and you know, and, and I think, you know, not to stereotype, but I think for guys, for men specifically, yeah, you know, um, and, unless you had healthy examples growing up, it takes a bit to get there. Um, and so, absolutely. Um, music helped me with that tremendously. Yeah, it, it's interesting you say that. Maybe this will help back it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, I forgot to finish with the. Uh, it's my ADHD speaking. My no, self-diagnosed you're good, you're ADHD good. with the seeing faces and things. They were looking at: um, Is there a correlation between creativity, people that self-identify as being creatives, 
and their ability to see those faces and abstract things. Wow. And they found that there was a positive correlation there. That's cool. And uh, the way that translates is reading other people's emotional intelligence, reading other people's facial expressions, and being wow. They seem to be more in tune with that than people who don't identify as creative. That's cool. And I was like, I think that speaks a lot to the music side of it too. Yep, yep. Such of, a wonderful gift to have. The empathy, yeah, empathy. Yeah. Yeah, being able to identify with other people and right. that. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. No, it's huge. I and mean, we're 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 we. We try very hard with our daughters um, to lead uh, by example there of you know, not just how you feel, but mm. how would this make somebody else feel? Yeah. And the ability to walk into a room and, and be empathetic, mm. um, not in a way that, you know, it controls you, um, but in a yeah. way that allows you to be compassionate, mm. you know, and to put, to put others first. And, and um, you know, that's a tenant that I, I feel like, um, you know, is important to have. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's interesting to kind of um, to ask this question. So you brought it up earlier about just Christian music in general. Yeah. And it's it is interesting how when we look back, I'm not even I'm not going super duper far back, but no, you're good. We look at like Bach, sure, who was a loud and proud Christian, mm-hmm. um, and I think he used to sign like all of his manuscripts with "Sola de Gloria." Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Basically, glory to God. Sure. Um, and it's interesting because, like, he shaped music for, like, so much. I think he's the one who helped kind of finalize the major and minor keys. I, he played a pivotal role. Yeah. In all these different really cool areas. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see, like, him. And then we kind of come through, and today we're just making fun of Christian music. Mostly. Sure. Yeah. Um, it, the Kind of the running joke. Um, with CCM, um, like, you know, Christian radio music, mm. um, is that it, it tends to track about three years behind popular music. Right. Yeah. Um, it feels like a parody of it. A little bit. And instead of putting in the effort to not do that, a lot of folks would just say, like, well, we have to be separate from that kind of stuff. And it's like, I mean, you can, <laughs> I mean, you just, you just not working hard man you know what mm. i mean <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but 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 no i i grew up in a culture where making fun of christian music is was what people did yeah and um and i don't now um mm. I, I i don't now but but when i was younger it, that's an that was an easy pill for me to swallow yeah because um it represented what i didn't want to be mm. um but with that being said just like with any art a lot of folks are are blessed by it yeah. You know what I mean? A yeah. lot of a lot of folks benefit from its existence. And so if I'm not going to make fun of, you know, a Bollywood film or um, you know, or something, you know, that I just don't necessarily gravitate towards. Yeah. Why would I then turn around and make fun of, you know, what's playing on the Joy FM? I don't mm. have to listen to it. Yeah. And I can be honest about the fact that I don't enjoy it. Right. Um, but you know, I just I don't have um I don't have to to sit back and, and poke fun at somebody else's art because as someone mm-hmm. down the line, it exists because someone enjoys it. Right. Otherwise, it wouldn't be on the radio. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. Someone likes it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people like it. I'm reminded of, uh, I think his name is Adam Neely. He's a YouTuber. Okay. Um, really great jazz bassist. Makes a lot of really cool kind of like thesis style videos. Yeah, yeah. Essay videos. That's right. what I'm looking for. Yeah. And uh, one of them he was talking about was Christian music. He's okay. like, We've always been taught to hate it. <laughs> right, right. And so he's like, I want to actually spend time listening to it. Right. He's not a Christian, but he's like, I want to spend time listening to it and see, like, is it actually bad? Right. And interestingly enough, at the end of it, he's like, you know, it's like they're doing a lot of really good things. Right. But it's like, it's a different genre. And he talked about the idea of something being musicked as a verb. Right. And he's like, you know, when we music something, and that's a huge part of, I think, worship music and Christian music. Sure is it's for everyone to do together. Right. So, like, that's what's cool about playing at a show. Right. He's like, everyone's involved in the music in their own way. It's different than when you're in your room, in your right. closet playing. Yep. Um, and I think that's one thing that makes the genre of Christian music so interesting, mm-hmm. is, like, it's designed to not be played by yourself. That's a great point. And, 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 and I would say, um, you know, th- there's a massive difference... When you're looking at Christian music uh, for things that are congregational mm. and used as a vehicle for worship, and things that are Christian entertainment, 
Mm. Um, and I think those, I, I consider those to be two separate genres. Um, and uh, the Christian entertainment genre is the one that I would typically make fun of. Because mm, it would yeah. feel it would feel three years behind popular music. It would feel dated. Yeah. Um, you know the 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 rhyming schemes would sometimes feel elementary. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but then like again, I wake up and listen to Sir Mix a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. like like how how unfair is that? Like <laughs> you know like well the rhyming scheme in Jars of Clay is really <laughs> elementary and and it's like dude you listen to you, you know what I mean like. Like, yeah. Yeah. like what, bro? And so like, and then deep down, a lot of that just came because it was an easy target. It was an easy right. target for me. And and, yeah. um, and I think that's that way for a lot of folks. But uh, but without getting too much in the weeds, um, uh, you know, I, I, it, it is funny how that genre exists and folks make fun of it. But then at the same time, Nickelback's a great example of folks who are right. very, very successful. Yeah. Very successful. <laughs> That 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 stuff doesn't just manifest. Right. People enjoy it. Absolutely, they're not selling out stadiums because people hate them. <laughs> yeah, you know, like they're yeah. not they're not buying houses in Malibu because the records aren't selling. <laughs> people enjoy it, dude. It's like, true. And, yeah. and, and what's funny is it doesn't really translate, in my experience, to any other art, right? So if someone goes, mm. "Man, I just love like, I really love Jackson Pollock," and no one goes, "Oh, you're an idiot." <laughs> You know what I mean? What like, a loser. I would never look at a Jackson Pollock painting. <laughs> so simple. <laughs> yeah, the rhyming schemes. You know what I mean? Like, the rhyming but, but that's how it feels. If, if, yeah. And, and, and yeah. so I, you know, the older I've gotten, the the more I'm just like, man, people will enjoy it, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not for me. It doesn't mean you have to listen to it, dude. It, right. You know, but, but that's, uh, we faced that a lot growing up in our career. And so, hmm. um, uh, you know, there was that need to box it in. Well, you're a Christian. You must do this or you must yeah. listen or play this yeah. and it takes a bit to get out of that you know it's hard yeah it's true i uh are you familiar with mxpx <laughs> intimately i feel like it's a pretty intimately. easy question to <laughs> yes yes because i i remember them one of my favorite albums by them was uh live at the show yes their live album yes. they did and uh, we had two copies growing up yeah i don't know how we got two copies yeah <laughs> and one of them had an extra track on it it's cool i don't know if you're familiar with that album at all i'm familiar with them but not the extra track okay yeah and there was like it's weird that one of them has you know this one extra song yeah right well we were looking more into it and this was pretty much pre high-speed internet so sure, it's like sure. dial up too much time yeah right right <laughs> let's just send it through the phone system and yeah, see what exactly what we get. um so they they grew up around a christian environment yeah and it's interesting because they're in the punk rock scene, which is like right. seems to be opposed, but I don't think it is. No, no, or no. It I, has to be. No, it doesn't. Well, the song that they emitted from some of their CDs was the KKK Took My Baby Away. Right. Oh, I didn't know that song. Okay, yeah. I didn't realize it was emitted from, because uh, from, yeah. my record had it. Yeah, so one of ours did, one didn't. Wow. And it, what we found out, whether this is true or not, can't fact check it, and I haven't since. That's okay. <laughs> is that they made one CD for their church congregation okay, and another one for the general population. No, and dude, I, I believe that because we did the same thing. Mm. Uh, not as far as the records go. Yeah. But we had, when we had two songs on the radio, we had a song that would make the CCM circuit. So it would mm. be on the Christian music circuit. Um, and then we had another song simultaneously playing on um, like normal radio. Oh, interesting. And, and so when we would um, play a venue, we would do demo checks to see like what what song should we leave as like the encore song here. Oh, that's cool. And so if we were playing like at, you know, Cornerstone, you know, we're going to close with this with a single that's on Christian radio. Yeah, because that's the one uh, they know. Right. And so I, I, I get the sentiment. Um, right, you know, which that's a, such a great song. It's it's so funny it's now, <laughs> twenty years later, looking back and going like, God, our church, our church would dig that song, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, right. you know what I mean? Like, what? Uh, it is one of my favorite ones on the album. I was like, this is a great cover. Oh, they're such a good band, man. <laughs> they they're really such are. a good. A lot of my homies are from that area. The, oh, that's Pacific cool. Northwest, and so yeah, uh, they're just legends, man. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They were, I used to watch them for everything. You're like, what are they doing now? I want to do that. <laughs> I love how, like, when he wrote Responsibility, mm. a song is so angsty. And it's like, bro, you're like 27. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> I love when they come up with new music. It's like, you're a dad with a lot of kids. <laughs> I know, bro. Like, you can't be angsty anymore. You got, yeah. you, you actually have to have responsibility. You can just or, play hits Or you're going now. to jail. Like, yeah. Right. You yeah. don't have anything to write about. Yeah, what? Taxes. So, so tax fun, evasion, dude. Right, you know? exactly. <laughs> That's punk rock now, dude. Yeah, it's true. They've aged. Mm-hmm. But it is funny. I think of, uh, I wrote this down because it's the, the Hank Hill quote from King of the Hill. Okay. Where he was talking to this, you know, the super cool hip youth pastor. Yeah. And he's like, can't you tell that you're not making Christian Christianity any better? You're just making rock and roll worse. <laughs> That's such a good quote, bro. <laughs> it's such a good quote. And I, I think a lot of that does come from, um, and I'm not sure, like, uh, how into the weeds you wanted to get on this, but, um, it, you know, a lot of churches over the last 30 years or so really slingshotted away from popular culture. Um, yeah. and, and so, uh, you know, you would have, uh, rock and roll light yeah. where it was like, yeah. you know, you have artists like, like Carmen or artists like, mm. uh, Cutlass, you know, who, yeah. Who they, were edgy. <laughs> yeah, they were edgy, right? And yeah. they were, I mean, incredibly talented individuals. Right. But they knew their market, mm. right? And, and and I can't, dude, I don't front them for that. I mean, right. whatever you got to do. And, and, and I think, like, my, my wife grew she's a pastor's kid, my wife. And mm. so she grew up, you know, watching Bible Man and thinking that was cool. And, That's amazing. And, like, and like I'm sure it is cool. <laughs> I just never saw it, you know? Like, yeah. And, uh, but you know what I do dig? I dig Veggie Tales, bro. Like, yeah. Like, it's it's sentimental for me. And, and I... Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for other folks, VeggieTales is a fever dream. You know what I mean? Like, but it's like, I, I'm just very, man, like, when it comes to music, it's like, I'm just happier. If you don't like it, bro, don't listen to it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hear people all the time, like, getting really upset about Taylor Swift. I'm like, bro, don't listen. Mm. Like, no, like, the, the Gestapo is yeah. not, like, showing up at your door and forcing headphones in your ears. Like, <laughs> just don't listen, bro. Right. You know, and, 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 and so I... That's kind of my school of thought, man, is if, if someone's like, you know, super all about the Joy FM, I love that, bro. I hope, mm. I, I hope it makes your day so much better, you know? And, yeah. And, um, and to be fair, there's some, there's, I'm sure there's some great songs on there. Oh, absolutely. There's yeah. songs I'd probably, like, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's a jam, bro. Yeah. You put on, and, and dude, Age does a lot. I'll say this. Age does a lot because <laughs> there's, a, there's an old Christian boy band called Plus One, and mm. uh, we were on vacation with our homies a couple years ago, and that song somehow came on our shuffle. And we we literally vibed to it all weekend. That's amazing. It was like I, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm gonna listen to it on the way home. Actually, it's 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 like so good. But you wouldn't have caught 15 year old Wayne, hmm. you know, listening to that back when it was actually popular, right? Uh, you know, it's like you had to hate it. Then. Yeah, it, it takes it takes like a, a grown up experience to go. Ah, that's a good song, man. Like good for them, dude. That's uh, so good. That it reminds me of. Uh, I think even with all of this, something we were talking about before the show is like what makes you comfortable sure and uh i think that's even like you know staying in your lane yeah and i think that's that's a big thing with music it's like music's great for the people that write the music that they're supposed to write Mm -hmm. um actually i was i was thinking about an interview with ben gibbard of death cat for cutie he was talking about you know there's people that are trying to change with the times right musically that were popular you know back in early 2000s or the 90s right and like i'm trying to make 2020 music now right which is completely shifted right he's like well that's not the music we write no we write this kind of music right so people will come to us for this music yeah and everybody has experienced that where their favorite band writes an album that's like sounds nothing like right what they love and and unfortunately what you see is i'm not going to listen to examples but unfortunately what you see are folks who try to get away from what they're famous for mm and then they either will correct it and go back to what right. they're known for, <laughs> yeah. or they just drop off the plane of existence. Yeah. And then 10 years later, they come back and do like a reunion tour and play all the old <laughs> stuff and pretend that record never happened. Yeah, um, and as an artist, I get it, right? Like yeah. you, there's a part of, even on our show, there's a part of like, you know, there's things that I like to do that make me laugh a lot. Mm. There are certain segments we do that I really enjoy, and they just don't track well. Dang. You know what I mean? That's so crazy. it's like, yeah. So it's, you know, this isn't a passion project anymore. It's a career for us. And so uh, we have to yeah. go, hey, man, like, this is what people love, and it's what people don't love. And and unfortunately, there are bands who just don't quite understand that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, because there's something that they really want to do. And, and, dude, and here's the thing. With all that being said, more power to them. 
I I agree. More power to <laughs> yeah. him. I mean, if, do if, what if, the art leads you to do. Yeah, if you're yeah. led to do it, that's fine. You won't care about the record sales anyways. Yeah, and that's a good pla- that's a good place to be. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, but I think that's a big thing with the Christian music side of it. Because I think it has been like a, a whole new genre that's emerged from it. Mm-hmm. That it's just because they went through this whole discovery period again. Yeah. To now where it's like, oh, they're actually creating something unique. Right. Um, yeah. But I think a lot of it was finding that, like rediscovering where is that path. Right. And like where is the lane that we're supposed to be in here. 100%, dude. So that's cool. Yeah. But yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks so much for being on here. Bro, 100%, man. I, I could do this for days. This This is my... My sweet spot. I mean, talking about you know church music and faith and that kind of stuff. And yeah. it's funny because like I don't, you know, we we resource our local church here, but um, yeah, you know, um, a lot. I have friends who are like really involved in mm. in the Christian music industry, and and um, you know, they're doing great, great things. And and I will say what I've loved about the last ten years is watching the church kind of mellow out a little bit. Yeah, and, you know, and I'll, yeah. I'll never forget this man reading an article, you know, fifteen years ago about this Christian band getting canceled because they they mentioned that they had gone. They said in an interview that they went and had a pint um, mm. after practice, and literally like radio stations were pulling their songs and like, <laughs> and it was just like I think about like Amy Grant, you know, and oh yeah, who you know like you know uh, you know God forbid her 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 her, her private life is. Mm. you know, uh, blasted to the public. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we're just going to abandon you. And like, um, and that still exists. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but I'm, yeah. but, it, but it's mellowed out quite a bit. And so it's good yeah. to see my homies who are just what I call normal human beings <laughs> who are really cool doing great things in the Christian music industry. And, and um, yeah, that's that gives, great. that gives me hope, man. Like, you know, that, that, yeah. that people, given time, things tend to remedy themselves. Which is cool. I think that's true. Yeah. There's enough people trying to be like re-navigate. Let's go through the mines again. One hundred percent. Let's figure this out. Yeah, this tunnel is collapsing. Let's yeah. try this one. <laughs> well, dude, thank you for having me, man. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. i again I could talk for probably another two hours about this. For sure. I'm like, well, I guess we both have a day to get back to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, um, where can people find you? Where can they listen to your podcast? Thanks, man. Uh social media, it's F-M-O-F-M podcast. Um, and if you just Google search Florida men, plural, on Florida man, singular, um, that'll come up. So Florida men on Florida man podcast. Uh, it's on all the major um, platforms. And it's, um, it's, it's family friendly. So you can put it on and not have to worry about your kids learning any new words. Mm, that's great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> There's only one rule is uh, if you listen to it, you have to keep listening to mine too. 100%. Because, you know, you got to get theology. <laughs> you, you have to. Our, our show will lead you down a path. Path that's going to be destructive. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna reconstruct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, listen, li- by all means, listen to both. Yeah, I I can endorse that. One hundred percent. Same here. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely go check it out. You'll love Florida. You'll want to move down, and uh, I encourage you to do that. But also at the same time, I don't. <laughs> Listen, it's a it's, it's a love crowded. It's a, a love hate relationship for a lot of people. Um, yeah, but at least come visit. Absolutely, we're, we're good at that. We've been good at that for a hundred years. So come come see us. It's a good time. It's yeah. a good time. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoy this. I know I definitely did. And uh, I'll talk to you hopefully sooner rather than later. <laughs>